Hi, this is Stay, and I am your host, Takesha August. On this podcast, you'll hear conversations and content dedicated to trust, love, and honoring our intuition from birth to motherhood, from work to womanhood. Collectively, we will be cultivating peace, joy, confidence, and community, the foundational elements of thriving in a well-lived life, and sharing some laughter along the way. Here's to new patterns, healed hearts, and becoming the masters of our own self-preservation. You are invited to stay with your heart, with your body, and with me. Hello and welcome to Stay. This is Takesha, and I have a very, very uniquely special guest on the blog today. And she is a woman who has energetically been in my closets for (laughs) four or five years. I don't know how long. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Teddy Joel or Teddy Cripps, who is the founder of and owner of Teddy Joel, where she and her sweet hubby that I actually just met before we hit record (laughs) and her little boy, um, create timeless made to order bags that last out of their small shop in Eastern Washington using the highest quality Italian vegetable tan leather, which happens to be the oldest and cleanest form of processing leather without chemicals and solid brass hardware that only gets better with time. And I will say that I personally, I was counting, I was telling Teddy before we hit record that I was counting in my head how many pieces I've ordered from her over the years. And it's at least six or seven. I'm including wallets. You're you're Um, one of our OG customers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Teddy, I want you to tell people before I get into gushing about your bags, because listen, I, I, in another life, I wanted to be a a handbag buyer. I wanted to like create my own bags. I wanted to be a buyer. Like I have legit loved bags. They called me a bag lady when I was a little girl. I walked around telling me that. Oh my God. Like I, like me and handbags, like we go back like to like diapers probably. (laughs) And so to have found a handbag line that I not only love, but, um, you know, that's created by a woman who I adore as a human being. I think, you know, Teddy is an incredible person. Um, I can't wait for y'all to meet her. So Teddy, tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to creating these delicious bags that I can't get enough of. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. It's such an honor. I feel like I have watched you and your business evolve over the years as well, because we've, I don't even know how long we go back, but at least like four or five years. I don't know. I think um, we'd have to count like, we'd have to count like season, like releases. But we go back a long time. So it's, it's an honor to be here. I'm very, very happy. Um, Yeah. So we started almost seven years ago. Um, we, my husband and I, we were in Long Beach, California. I'm originally from Spokane, Washington, but had gone to school in Southern California and, um, ended up moving back to Spokane from Long Beach almost eight years ago now, uh, for grad school. And I went to Gonzaga university for my master's in marriage and family counseling. And me too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
Yeah, I didn't finish, but I was getting my master's in marriage and family counseling. No way. And, oh, yes. Yes. Okay, I told you. We're like, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. We're connected. Yeah. Um, so I, in like a very, very small snapshot, I had a three-month gap between when we moved and when I started my program. And we had moved back to uh, my old family farm that I grew up on, which is here in eastern Washington. And I hand-stitched a leather clutch with my grandpa's old leatherworking tools that was on the farm um, just for personal use. I was like, this could be a fun little project. I posted a picture on Instagram. My friends and family all freaked out and they were like, please make me one, Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I started making them and then they were like, you need to start an Etsy shop because my friends want one and they keep talking about it. And so I ended up within that three month period, starting an Etsy shop, launching it. And this is when Etsy was like, really, it was the hub the place for all to be. Crafted. Yes. Um, so from that point on, we started, we got featured on Etsy that next year. Uh, Tyler quit his job within a year and a half. I finished my program like barely because we were just so enthralled in what the company was turning into. And yeah, it was all history from there. It's just transformed into something that we never would have anticipated or even, I mean, going into it, we had zero expectations, right? We were like, okay, this this is just going to be what it is and we'll ride the wave. And now we're like, okay, I think we have a legitimate company now, you know? Yeah. So like in those early days, like how much of a vision did you have other than, you know, you had this one design, did you already have like, um, you know, an idea of like how to design and how to like stitch things and what materials you would use or like how much did you know before you just like jumped all the way in? hardly any experience at all in, in any of those areas. Um, I will say though, I grew up in a very creative family and my, my grandpa was a cattle rancher. Um, my dad's a musician, voiceover artist. My mom, uh, is like the most innovative, creative person on the planet. She can, you can tell her, you know, mom, can you go, um, can you go maybe like make me a blanket or do this quilt special occasion? Blah, blah, blah. And she'll make this like elaborate, most beautiful professional, you know, patchwork. She like goes in and goes to the farmer who's producing all the wool. Like she just, my family is very, very creative and uh, resourceful and innovative like that. And so I come from, it's in my blood for sure. And so that design, um, yeah, that design part of uh, my childhood and all of that, like, I think it all stems from, from that place. And then I also married a very creative man. So he knew how to sew at age 13. He, he wanted to start making all of his own, you know, uh, surfboard covers and, and just stuff that like, you know, as for a 13 year old, he was very, very innovative. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Is he also from that area? He's from Burbank, California. Okay. So West coast that that's so unique for a young man to like really be into stitching things or being creative. I love that. And then you found yeah. each other. That's a, that's amazing. I know. I know. And I, so his middle name's after my dad. Our dads were best friends right now. Oh my gosh. So he was in, yeah, he was in California. I was in Washington, but we, our dads sang in a band together. And, uh, and so that's how we, we knew each other from a distance. And then we got reconnected when I, when I moved to California, but. Oh my gosh. So you're basically yeah. a Hallmark holiday movie. 
<laughs> you know, we have the same initials. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Oh my gosh, that is really um, sweet. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm not going to get all into the love story thing because I yeah. I can totally fall down a love story rabbit hole. Yeah. But I I am super curious. So I I know, like as I said, I also studied marriage and family therapy, and then you know, mm-hmm. for different reasons, I you know, the school shut down. <laughs> halfway through my program. I transferred oh, all over the place and was like, you know what? <clears throat> I think I think I'm gonna like push pause on this. I need to go back to work. We need to revisit my budget, <laughs> grad school, all the things, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, um, so but I so I was raised by a therapist, which is one reason why I wanted to get into therapy for myself. And you go through a lot mm-hmm. of studying and doing the work and practicum maybe and all of that. How hard was it for you to pivot mm-hmm from having done all of that work in grad school? Because it's not like undergrad where you can just like, oh, I'm checking off the box going to college. But like grad school is like a very intentional decision. And you decided to then, you know, create this handbag company that wasn't what it is today. How did you make that decision? So uh, funny story, I just ended my private practice a week ago. So I was still carrying on. Like in, in real time right now? Real time oh right now. Gosh. It's yeah. So how long has it been? It's been six years that I have had a private practice. Um, and I decided to end it last week uh, simply because motherhood and business is just absolutely insane and has been very, very full. So I had to make that difficult decision, but um, I'm fully licensed now. It took me, you know, six years to get there. Yeah. But it was an actually really beautiful, um, oh, I, I don't even know if I would call it an integration, but I used so much of my, um, like my counseling experience and grad school experience in the work that I was doing. And I know it sounds funny because it's like I design and create leather bags, but the human part of really getting intentional with building relationships within business when it comes to sourcing specifically, especially in the leather industry, because it can get so tricky, um, having transparency and traceability with leather and the tanning process and all of that, that it was very, very interesting because we built, um, over the years, we've built such beautiful, solid relationships with people and the human part of the work that we do and just learning how to connect and be, um, have a lot of integrity and build, build relationships that will last in any business. It's so, so important. And so having those interpersonal skills, I think really served me well um, in being able to have a solid foundation with what that looks like for what we do now. And I truly, I attribute a lot of our success to building those relationships with people, um, our sources, because they are what keeps us going and the quality of our work and, and uh, the ethics behind it and all the environmental standards and everything that we strive for has, it's just a huge part of who we are as a company. So it's not just us, it's all the people that we work with. And, you know, as a customer, I can tell, right? Like being on the receiving end of your product, um, you always write these beautiful handwritten notes on Mm. this beautiful paper, which I also love paper. Yes, I, I think we had a conversation about stationery at one point. I, yeah. I've got my vices. They're all very clear. <laughs> um, and it's, it's so easy to, so, so I will say that 
as we both know, the relationship component is so important everywhere, right? Especially nowadays, like in the last almost two years where people really got to see how important it is to stay connected to people, what it feels like to miss, you know, being in interaction with people, touching people, hugging people, being in the same space with people. And for you to have maintained, um, you know, such a stable presence in your business, at least to us as the consumer mm-hmm. on the other side, seeing you feeling joyful. We journeyed with you through your pregnancy and early motherhood and launching new products and asking our opinion about things and jumpsuits and pants and shirts and what, you know, like yeah. building that relationship so that I, I can only imagine I'm not the only person that feels like, oh my gosh, Teddy's my friend. And I had a question yeah. about this bag and she sent me a video about it, right? So I... I really noticed that because, I mean, granted, we're not BFFs. We've never met in person or anything. Granted, maybe I will one day. I'm determined. I sure hope so. (laughs) um, But I I really noticed that. And I, I, for one, am very... I'm very sensitive to like really excellent customer service. Mm -hmm. And you can tell you don't do it on purpose. Like it's really who you are to just extend Mm -hmm. yourself and your kindness in such a beautiful way while still maintaining this boundary of like, I run this business and, you know, like telling us about the products and keeping it hush, like, oh, you know, stay tuned. Like you're not giving us all the, all the tea before it's ready. Um, (laughs) But another thing that I find to be most impressive is your commitment to creating a a really sound product that Mm -hmm. um, is full of integrity Mm -hmm. and, you know, well-sourced. And if any of you listening have ever bought a really nice handbag, um, I for one have, I think I counted recently, I have like over 500 handbags. It's, yeah, it's really, it's really a thing. And I'm actually considering just like setting up a really quick online pop-up because I don't, I don't wear that. Like I literally own, I probably still have every handbag that I've had. I mean, I've gotten rid of some over the years, but I, I literally, I love handbags. Like they're my thing because I get so into like the stitching and the quality and like, like the feel of the leather. Like I love a good squishy leather and then I love a really good stitching and a good quiet zipper. Like I was legit going to like design handbags, but then I was like... (laughs) This is real. Yeah. Oh my it. gosh. It was like really an obsession. And I, I love, I love how a good handbag, it seems so simple. If you're not into handbags, um, you're like, what? But it just seems so simple to think of how, how much more, um, together you can feel by such, like mm-hmm. such a simple accessory, like the right amount of yeah. pockets or the right amount of space or the right amount of structure or the right amount of length from shoulder to under the arm and, yeah. and how all that works. And your the quality of your bags. I've got I've got one of your bags like over there on the sofa next to a Celine bag that my partner bought me. That is, you know, Celine is is pricey. And I legit was like looking at the stitching, like, oh my gosh, Teddy's stitching, like the quality of her stitching and the edging is so beautiful that she could literally be charging us $3,000 for these bags. And so for you you to make the decision, at least at this stage to, you know, not charge us that amount and still offer Mm -hmm. us such beautiful, like well-made, handmade, made to order. Like they're not just sitting Mm -hmm. up on a shelf, you know, in bulk, like handmade, they, 
you're if you're placing an order, I would imagine that they're your name is somewhere in someone's subconscious as they're creating mm-hmm. these bags. And that to me, mm-hmm. that energetic component and that energetic exchange really makes for an either an even stronger bond yeah. between your product and the people that you're reaching with your product. So that's why I say Teddy's yeah. been in my closet energetically yeah. for a number of years. <laughs> um, oh, I so I, I'm also super curious about um, how your business has felt you know, from the early days all the way up until now that you are a new mom, how has that evolved? Like, what is it, like, what is the the biggest difference or how have you had to shift in your business to also make space for being a an incredible mother? Thank you. Yeah. It has been a journey to say the least. The past, so I have a 10 month old. Um, he's 10 months this week, actually. He's so delicious. Um, so cute. And oh my gosh. He's, I mean, he's the most special little boy. Obviously every mother thinks that about their child, but he is just so, he's so wonderful and the joy of my life. Um, but I will say I went into motherhood when I, when we made the decision to start trying, it took us a little while to actually conceive when we, when we made the decision to start trying, it was, one of those things that I was like, I can do both. I can have this business and I can be a mom. And I I know I can. Um, However, after Hank actually came, I had the same expectations for myself um, to push myself just as hard as I was before in the business. Um, And I just, in my mind, I didn't realize one, how much I would want to just spend time with him. Um, and two, how unrealistic that expectation is to be able to do everything and all of the things and do them well. So I took a step back and honestly, it's probably only been about three or four months since I actually feel like I have a, a now healthy perspective on what it looks like to hold both business and motherhood together in the same place. Um, And what that balance has looked like for me specifically is not, not telling myself that I have to do all of the things, um, giving myself permission to step back and say, okay, I'm going to pay, I I'm going to pay somebody to do this for me. Um, and whereas before I would be very, very hesitant because all my perfectionism and, you know, type A personality of, and, and control issues, I definitely have some control issues there of just relinquishing control is very, very hard for me. But I got to this place a few months ago where I was like, I, I want to be able to, to delegate things and let go of this in order to be present for my son. Um, and then when I am in business mode, I want to be fully present with my business. And so keeping those things like mentally being able to separate and give wholeheartedly to what is in front of me, has been my biggest focus. And so I have very specific time now where I'm like, okay, it's business today. I have an entire day. And luckily we have a lot of family and we have the ability to have help with Hank. Um, And I know that that's a gift and it's not something that I ever take for granted. But when I have time away from him and I'm in the business, I'm fully there. And I, I mean, it is unreal when people talk about like super mom powers it's a real thing. I turn into this person and I could probably get done what I, in a day, what I would have gotten done in an entire week now, 
because I'm just so focused and so on. I have my lists. I mean, talk about stationary. My whole office, if you could see it right now, is like covered in all the lists, all of the weekly, daily, monthly calendars because I have to have it in order to stay sane. I think you showed that in a story the other day. And I was like, oh, we're friends in real life. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And and I'm glad you said that that you have a really good family structure because that was going to be my my next question. Like, what does support look like for you? Because of course, Mm -hmm. you know, on on the other side of Instagram, we're seeing, you know, Hank hanging out in the shop every now and then, and you've got your beautiful dog and, and, you know, it it looks simple, like, but, but then also Mm -hmm. knowing, I know she can't get a full day's worth of work done with Hank strapped to her body, sewing and stitching and like all the heavy equipment and all of that. So what does your like support schedule look like if you're willing to share? Yeah. Um, so I have, my sister-in-law watches him for one full day a week. And then we have a part-time nanny who comes and she'll come. There's Hank. (laughs) Um, his room is right next to the office. So I'm sorry if he's going to be screaming. We love Hank. Um, so we have a part-time nanny, um, and she comes in a couple days a week in the afternoon times for just hour, you know, a couple hour stints. Um, but other than that, he's with us. So he's with us in the shop. He's with, you know, me all day long doing things, but it's, it's interesting because I have taken such a step back in, um, what my role was in production. And I now do very, very little actual production. Um, I'll, I'll do the smaller things and I'll do a lot of the support stuff like straps and things. Um, but it's, it's a lot more specific and it's a lot less than it was. And that was the decision that Tyler and I made because I'm so involved in the actual, like behind the scenes business part of the, all the marketing and, and all of the, launch scheduling and timelines and all of that. That's me and customer service and everything. So that part of it, I'm like, I can do that throughout the day when he's napping. And, um, you know, when Nana takes him for a couple hours or when he's there at, at auntie's house, like there are just times that, um, yeah, they, it, it is very separated and very different than what it was. I don't know if that's, if that was clear. No, but. Yeah, totally. And how many people are in your business? Is it just you and Ty or do you have other people? So it, yeah, it's such a loaded question because we have Ty and I, um, you know, we have our full-time bookkeeper accountant, we have a social media manager, and then um, we have part-time work help in production. So, um, you know, technically there's more people, but the majority of the work is Ty out in production. Yeah. He produces most of the stuff. So Amazing. Yeah, I love that. And and I ask this because I know sometimes it can be easy when we're listening to other moms talk about how they're able to do all the things um, without knowing the story around or like what, mm-hmm. what you had to release or what you had to let go of, like your decision to release your private practice after yeah. six years. And um, a lot of times people paint this image of like, oh no, my life is so perfect and I make everything look so easy and no one ever really shares the behind the scenes stuff. So either people on the front end are like, okay, I guess I've got to kill myself to make this happen for myself if I want to do all the things, or it's not possible for me because I don't have fill in the blank, right? Um, So I, I love that you have been really mindful about 
you know, what you had to release. And of course, you know, I'm sure that wasn't an easy decision to say, okay, I'm going to release my practice and these clients that I've worked with, um, Mm -hmm. or even to dial back your involvement with the business, because, you know, this is your name business. You are Teddy Joel and for your hands to not be all the way in it and for you to control every faucet of the business, including Mm -hmm. full, you know, uh, you know, structuring of the bags, I feel yeah. like that that can be really challenging for women who are ambitious and mm-hmm. um you know creative and independent in their their um business acumen and all of that. So I yes. I mean I bow to you for having the capacity to do that cuz that that can be really hard and sometimes people make it about them, right? Yeah. Like they yeah. their business and themselves become so enmeshed that mm-hmm. they, you know, if something happens in the business, then they take it on or if something happens in their personal life, then they go dark in the business. And, and, yeah. you know, it, you, you appear to have been, um, able to manage life in the, mm-hmm. in the season that you're in so beautifully on our end, um, at least you. on my end. Um, yeah. Yeah. And when we were chatting briefly before yeah. we started recording, there are so many times I mean, the first five months of Hank's life, my um, mom guilt, mom shame is so unbelievably real and no one can explain it to you until you really experience it. Because there were so many times when I was working and I would have him and I just was like, I have to, like, I need to give this up. I can't be a good mom. I can't be there for him in the way that he needs and still hold all these things. And it was this, this pressure and so much of it was coming from external places and you know, just the, the comparison and obviously all the, the good things that we see. It's so easy to focus on those things in other people's lives and then talk down to yourself in those moments, which is so unfortunate, but very, very real. Yeah. And during those times, there were so many days where I would just cry. I would be like so emotional. And then you have postpartum hormones, a part of all of it. So when you're trying to juggle business and first time motherhood, it was it was hard. It was very, very hard. And I tell people that whenever they ask me, I'm like, it was, it has not been a walk in the park whatsoever. Um, however, when I weigh the pros and cons, I look at it big picture and I think I am a much better mom when I am working. And so knowing that about myself and knowing that part of me that is very driven and giving it space within my life while also wanting to pursue growing our family is like, it's, it has been one of the most difficult, but most transformative and beautiful things I've ever done. I love that. You also mentioned that Hank has a beautiful disposition as a baby. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mm -hmm. so curious if, um, I mean, you are a mental health professional and I, I've been studying, um, epigenetics for quite some time, probably even before it was called epigenetics, Um, (laughs) and I'm wondering, like, do you, do you suspect, which I I have this suspicion that when uh, women are pregnant and they're really operating in their passion and they're feeling well supported in their environment and they are able to lovingly communicate with their partner or have tools to communicate that their baby, their, you know, the fetus and then baby, um, is able to take on that energy of, you know, knowing how to cope well, knowing how to communicate well for their, you know, developmental stage and all of that. And then also have a good balance of emotion because there was no, 
um, you know, resentment of, you know, I've, I've got this boss looming over my head or I'm working this job that I hate or I'm working all these long, stressful hours doing something that I hate doing. Do you think that that played a part in how pleasant he is as a, as a little boy? Yes. A hundred, four thousand percent. Yes. It's, he is, um, well, and part of, I think you and I really connecting was during my pregnancy. Um, when I would ask you questions about, you know, just certain things, it was all obviously so, so new to me. Um, but the mental health and like spiritual side of throughout my pregnancy was such a huge focal point for me. Um, and when I, when I found out I was pregnant, there was a new level of responsibility uh, I just felt like I need to take care of myself and I need to be doing the things that give me life and that make me feel, um, most balanced and well in order to really pass this on to, we, we didn't know what we were having. So to our child at the time. And so I did so many, I mean, I did so many practices and meditation and prayer and, um, yoga and all of that while, also, uh, going through the craziest season of our company because he was born in December, which is like the peak of our holiday season. So I remember um, that. I remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah. my! I was gosh. like, God has a sense of humor because we got pregnant and literally could not have been. It was the busiest of our the busiest time of our entire year was the week that he was born, and um, and Tyler, my husband, he would constantly look at me and he would be like you doing okay? Like, are you, you're sure you're doing okay? And I'm like, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm, I just have this inner peace. Um, but it was so, it was very, I had to be so intentional with maintaining that and giving myself the time and the space to be able to, to fully, um, recognize and keep it at the forefront of my awareness that like at any point, you know, if I let myself go down this rabbit trail or like this anxious train of thought, it's not going to be good. So I would recognize it before it went there. And that was, it was just such a, a thing that I focused on throughout my entire pregnancy and specifically towards my, like in my third trimester. And I fully attribute um, his temperament to practicing that. And I think that it's such a huge part. And I mean, there's so many studies done, right? Yeah. And I had been immersed in all of the studies. And so I was very aware of like, yeah. I need to do this. I want this for my child. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you for reminding me that that was. I remember. I remember you communicating about like the boundaries around Christmas orders and all of that. And I was like, oh my god, how is she doing this pregnant and like yeah. literally about to have this baby at any moment and needing yeah. to create these boundaries? Tell us a little bit about what that looked like. Like, what what did it look like to show up in your business fully and then. Like if you want to share like your labor or your birth story to whatever degree around such a, you know, a busy time just for us as consumers, like shopping and we've got family and all this, but you are, you know, a business owner providing these, you know, things that people have ordered and preparing to actually create the most important thing you've ever created in your life. So what did that look like? Yeah. So, um, Gratitude, I will say, honestly, I attribute that getting through that entire season with the mentality that I had was because I forced myself to wake up in the morning and write down everything that I was grateful for, along with what I was excited for, 
in that day. And it was just this practice that I, I was very, very intentional on keeping it because it put me in this mindset of going into the day with so much gratitude and a positive perspective that I knew if I channeled that and kept that at the forefront, that even the difficult things and the challenging things wouldn't feel as big or wouldn't feel as stressful. Mm. So that was my main, that was honestly probably the biggest thing that helped me was this like the power of positivity, um, channeling that in a way that I never had before. And I, I take that into my practice now um, because I, it made such an impact throughout my pregnancy. I was like, why would I not continue this on? So I, um, I write down what I'm grateful for. And I, we, my husband and I both like, it's not that we can't process the hard things cause we do, but there's always an element of redemption and of hope and of joy in, um, the difficult things that we go through. And even as a business, because if you don't have that, I truly believe, uh, it can be detrimental to not only your business, but your marriage and, you know, your, your, your own person yeah. um, as a whole. So, wow. So were you like in the shop during the daytime, like putting these bags together and you're like, Oh, I think it's time. Or was it usually, Labor. usually it's like in the middle of the night when I get calls like from my clients, but like, yeah. where, where were you? What was happening? Oh my gosh. So, um, we had, and it, it happens, it's happened the last three years. We have a customer who orders an astronomical amount of bags. Like I'm talking, I think this last order was 30 bags. And she always does it at like, it's right past our deadline, like just right past it. And I just, and I, I mean, that was, I know that's totally on us. And I'm talking about how like, oh yeah, healthy boundaries. That was one of those things Ty and I were like, we can't not get this order out, right? Like that's such a chunk of money for us. And we want to, cause we, it's a, she's connected to our, our friend family group. And I'm like, we have to do this. Let's, you know, try our best at least. So, um, to answer your question, we finished up the last of her order and that night I was a week late, um, past my due date. And that night it was like 6 PM. We went to the post office, we come back and I, I made BLTs. I vividly remember. And as I'm making the BLT, I was like, okay, like, I think this, there's some movement, you know, this is, feels a little bit different. And we ate dinner. Um, my mother-in-law and father-in-law came over and they just came over to visit. And while we were talking with them, I had my first like real contraction and it like came on really, really quick. And it started, I think I progressed within an hour period. Um, I was down to every three and a half minutes. Wow. And so, I mean, it progressed really, really quickly, but I think because we shipped that massive order out, I finally let my body relax. Yeah. Um, it was one of those like, okay, we did it. Now I can, I can do this. I'm ready for it. Which so much of that I feel like was very subconscious. Um, but it was, I think a big part of it. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Yeah. So he, came, he came quick too. He came that next, I mean, I like active labor. I was only in active labor for like 10 hours. Wow. And you know, yeah. typically for a first time mom, I mean, there's like an average of like what, 15 hours, 15 plus hours of 
active labor. And so for you to progress so quickly, for you to like just notice that subconscious energy shift of like, okay, we are done and I can release, right? I can exhale and my body can open up and I can, you know, be ready for the next project. Um, it, I feel like it really speaks to um, the level of intuitive wisdom that lives in your own body mm-hmm. that you probably used a lot as a, you know, as a therapist and, mm-hmm. um, and also in creating these beautiful products, because it's, it's not just, like I said, it's not just a handbag. You also have to be a little intuitive about like, what do people want and what do people need and what are they really going to yeah. like drool over? I mean, you just had a launch. Um, and yeah. <laughs> at the time of this recording, I am still, uh, I, I know I, I was so thankful that you paused on the product. I said, oh, she paused that for me because she knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she God. knew that I was like, oh my God, I just, just one more. And you said, we're going to pause it right now. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Teddy, I for know. saving me from myself. But I, oh. I love that, you know, the, the doula in me is so grateful that, you know, you nourished your body, you were having conversation with family, you were at home, mm-hmm. you were relaxed, you were just kind of noticing your body and like, hmm, something, something's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And that you were also at a place of your, of the production time so that you didn't have to think about like this looming, like, oh my God, we didn't finish this large order in between contractions yeah. because um, just those inner, those energetic influences can really stall a pregnancy. They c- it can really get yeah. you hung up. Um, in places where people aren't, they don't really notice unless they're really attuned to their um, own rhythm and their own patterns, or if they have people around them that are kind of attuned, like, you know, you, you might just need to relax because we know you've got a lot of things hanging over your head. So I'm so glad that you didn't have that and that you could have yeah. this, this beautiful Christmas baby. When was he born? Yeah. He was born the 18th. The 18th. Oh my gosh. Just close yeah. enough to not to be on Christmas, yeah. but like, you know, <laughs> no. to get like two sets of gifts so he can have a party and yeah. Christmas. Oh my God. I know my, my dad's birthday is Christmas Eve and he's like, don't let it go that long. It's the worst. I'm like, okay. That's what I hear from all my friends who are Christmas babies or New Year's babies. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. it's the worst. And I'm like, really? Oh, it's yeah. like, it would be so fun. And they're like, no, you have to share your birthday with everyone. Yeah. Oh my I gosh. Um, yeah. So I, uh, like I said, I'm so excited about this newest launch. You've already shared a few times which is your favorite from the collection. I would love to know what is your favorite part about the launch process or or just the creation process? What is that for you? The editorial photo shoot at the end of each. So before we launch, we always do an editorial shoot. And we work with just the most kick-ass photographer and models and um, they're good friends. Like we, we hang out outside of our work relationship and they're also beautiful. You just have all these beautiful friends, like model friends just hanging around. Yeah. Like Christian <laughs> is like our main model. And she's just, I mean, she's so stunning, but she is so stunning because I mean, she makes it more stunning to me because she just is the most incredible human in the world. But like we have built again, it goes back to the relationship part of our company because we've built these relationships with the people that we work with and specifically for launches working with um, 
the, the photographer and the models that we do, it becomes this big celebration of watching our work come to life. And that like aesthetic vision, you know, those final edits, I just, I'm like, this is it. This is exactly, you know, what we wanted and we were able to achieve it with the help of everybody else. And, um, so that is my favorite part of the launch is that moment right before where we have all the emails ready to go out. We have the posts, you know, kind of curated and ready and it's watching that, that final piece and just being the excitement that comes with that is astronomical for us. Yeah. And it's, um, it's really fun to watch too. Mm, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad it's a cool, it is a really cool process and it's cool to, uh, this weekend. So we launched, we usually launch on a Friday typically and, we do that because obviously we need to breathe. Um, and so this last weekend on Saturday and Sunday, we just take time to like, just bask in the goodness of like being able to let that go too. You know, there's a part of it where it's so much work and it was our first big one with Hank. Um, and so it was a lot of work and it was very delayed because there were so many deadlines that we missed just because the nature of, of carrying all the things. Um, and so this weekend we just looked at each other and we were like, yes, we did it. You know, there's, it just felt e- like even more of an accomplishment, I think this time around. Yeah. So what's, what's next for Teddy Joel or Teddy Cripps, you as a person, mm-hmm. um, do you see yourself continuing to grow the the product line? I know that you're um, possibly going to release some clothing items next year, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm really curious, like, like, is this, do you see yourself here in this space for a while? Are you open to expansion into other places? Um, what does that look like for you now? Yeah. So we originally up until this year, we had this like 10 year goal, you know, laid out. And then I listened to this audiobook. It's all about business and finding balance and all that stuff. And he talks about, um, how unrealistic a 10 year goal is. And he goes, I would strongly encourage anybody to take it a step back and, and say one year, two year, maybe three year, you know, really, because so much changes. And we look at our business from beginning to now, and it's just so true. It's like, it's so good to have goals. It's so good to have aspirations, but at least for us right now, we have learned that taking a step back is healthier for us. So with that being said, this next year, our goal is to be able to launch a clothing line. Um, we want to do just a very simple, it'll only be three designs for the first launch, spring, summer, 2022. And uh, they're going to be made in a small woman-owned uh, manufacturer over on the west side in of Washington, so in Seattle. And it'll be small batch, um, you know, same ethically sourced, uh, really sustainable materials and just a similar aesthetic to what we have now. So pretty timeless pieces. Um, so that's our goal this next year. And we're also, which it's a little hush hush cause we haven't, we haven't told many people yet, but we're working on a watch line as well. I saw the tease. So, I saw, I was like, yeah. is it the watch or is it the watch band? What are we excited yeah. about? Cause I want whatever well, it is. We'll be making the watch band, but we're developing the watch face right now. Um, and the head. So we have our first prototype coming, uh, hopefully within like end of November. Is that in partnership um, with the watch manufacturer or you all are? Yes. Okay. Yep. So the actual watch head and the face and everything is with the manufacturer. And then we will be producing and making the bands and they'll be interchangeable. So you can switch out the bands, um, 
to whatever one oh my you know, we offer. But yeah, so that's our goal for this next year. And those are two big feats because they're they're outside of our current, you know, framework right now. So um that's our goal. And personally, to continue just trying to pursue balance and um and still really enjoy what we're doing. And so making sure that we're we're creating an environment for ourselves and realistic goals. Um that still bring us a lot of joy and give us life in our work. Yeah. So that's my personal goal. I love that. And I, I don't want to brush over the fact that you listener now have heard that Teddy not only works with her husband, but runs this beautiful company with her husband, Ty. How is mm-hmm. that? Like you're, you're with him all the time. You made a person together. You're making bags yeah. together. <laughs> Like what, what is it like to work with your husband in this way? Yeah. Um, we joke that we would be divorced if I didn't go to grad school for marriage and family counseling. And (laughs) the biggest part of that is for myself because I did so much personal work during that time, which anybody does in grad school. For sure. Last psychology program. It's like you dive into the deepest, darkest parts of yourself. Most For sure. Family systems for sure was my favorite. Oh gosh, <laughs> dissecting that. Oh, yeah. Boy. So Ty was a saint. He was a saint to walk through that with me and um to support me and love me and hold me through all that because it got messy there for a little while when I had to dive into a lot of that. The business part of things, I mean, honestly, we that program going through grad school and strengthening our marriage during that time um set the foundation for being able to work together because our line of communication, our vulnerability um, understanding and just knowing each other better through really getting to the nitty gritty. Um, yeah, that's, it created a foundation for us that we've been able to work from and pull from. And when things get stressful, you know, we kind of know our triggers for the most part. And when we go there, so much grace and so much, uh, understanding. And he's also, I mean, I just married a good one. He's a good, he's a good man. And he seems like it. I mean, I mean, I, yeah. I met him all of like 30 seconds here before yeah. we hit record, but just, I mean, he seems like he's really into being a dad and you all seem to yeah. laugh a lot together. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. He's a goofball and he keeps things light a lot, which is helpful in, in the craziness of our life right now. Um, but yes, it's, it is hard at times, but so, so good and so joyful. And I think that when people say, you know, never work with your spouse, it was so interesting when we started the company, everybody was like, don't, don't work full time with your spouse. Don't do it. And I for sure agree that certain personalities, they aren't, they aren't built for it, right? They're not, um, they shouldn't, but it has been a massive, massive joy and we wouldn't change it for the world for us. So I, I never tell people that I'm never like, don't do it because you don't know. You don't, you know. don't know until you're actually doing it. It's a, That's amazing because um, people do similar things when people are pregnant, right? And if you share your your birth plan, like, oh, I want to yeah. have my baby on the top of a mountain in a pool of water. And they say, oh my God, you don't want to do, you know, everyone has an opinion based off of their own experience, right? Uh, based yeah. off of whatever their worldview is and their experience and whatever traumas they may have had or not had around yeah. a certain scenario. So I... I I hear a lot of my my girlfriends who are in business with another woman 
And people say, don't start a business with a friend, you know, don't have a female co-founder or owner or whatever, because it's going to get messy because women are messy. And like, there's all these stories yeah. that go into all kinds of scenarios. And then you see people who do it so beautifully. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I can tell, of course, <laughs> being in marriage and family therapy, you know, and anyone who is partnered knows that relationships are not easy all the time. Like they are, they are work and it takes effort. And the important mm-hmm. thing that I want to pull out of what you said is that you did your own work, especially when you were in grad school, cause it's kind of like a requirement. You've got to like be prepared to go through the, yeah. the trenches with other people. So you kind of go through them a lot. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But for you to have developed your own tools and to communicate and to also have um, have him witness your process and the work that you were doing and to hold space for you there so that when things do get a little rocky, um, which a lot of times they do when you're a new mom and you're also like carrying the weight of like a business and that business is also your livelihood and all of those things, um, I can imagine that it can get pretty dicey. And yeah. if you aren't prepared with some tools or at least able to communicate the simple boundary of like, not right now, or can yeah. we revisit this? Or I need a nap. Or can you help me? Those those mm-hmm. very simple things can really make yeah. make all the difference. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah. You said it better than I ever could. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and it's. Um, I think that being able to be uh, adaptable, especially when you're carrying motherhood and work in general, just that that ability to have flexibility and to, to just not put so much pressure, especially for control freaks. <laughs> it's, um, it's so hard to let go, but that like relinquishing of control and being flexible and saying, okay, things might not go exactly how we planned. That's okay. Like just having that like mentality and going into things like that in our marriage specifically, um, it's just so important. You have to be able to just not hold things too tightly, right? Yeah. If you can give an, another woman a piece of advice who is planning to grow a family or is expecting but also runs a business or is at the at some kind of leadership role in a company or what have you, a driven woman, what what piece of advice do you think she should know or what is something that you wish you knew at the at the time? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say the most important piece of wisdom that I received, um, is that motherhood looks different for everybody and do not let your head go to, um, a place of, I mean, comparison is like a simple word for it, but if you are fully present in your own life and what works for you and what works for your family, know what that is and lean into it so, so hard because it can look so vastly different from all of your friends, all of the other mothers that you know, and it still is okay. You know, it's not bad that it looks different. And I think that for me, it was this mentality of like a lot of either ors, you know, like I can't be good at this and this, I can't do this and this. And I'm like, no, I think that I can be, it might just look different than 
what I thought it would or than this person that I really admire. It might look really different from their life and what I thought I wanted, um, but that's okay. So being able to just have have uh, a lot of grace and a lot of, um, I don't know, per- ability to perspective take and, and shift that when you need to, I feel like was the most important part of, of my journey at least. That's beautiful. Do you have a, a model that you admire out there? Like whether it's another woman in business or a person in business or a mother, or Mm -hmm. is there someone out there that you admire, um, that you might structure either your business, um, similarly to, or, um, someone that kind of gives you like a little bit of an anchor around like, Oh, I would, I, if I can make my life or my business or my mothering or whatever look Mm -hmm. similar to this person, this would like, this is my model. Do you have someone like that? Yeah. So the founder of Spank, Sarah Blakely, she, she is just, and I mean, obviously we're like such small beans compared to her massive company. Um, I mean, you're on your way. I mean, I just, just remember us. (laughs) (laughs) No, she is, so her energy is just so contagious and, um, she lets people into her life as a mom, uh, at least through social media. And I watched her masterclass this last year and I was just so encouraged by the way that she runs her business and life. She doesn't take things too lightly. Um, but she also is professional and she knows how to get shit done and do it. And I'm like, yeah, she's somebody that I channel a lot of encouragement from and inspiration from, um, she just seems like such an incredible person. Yeah, she does. She seems like a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. So she's kind of a muse in in the scheme of the business mom realm. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Last question that I ask everyone. Mm-hmm. What practices do you personally lead on when you need to stay with yourself? How do you stay with yourself when life is challenging or you're being called to move out of your comfort zone? Hmm. I remove all distractions and um, allow myself actual space to process in the way that I do best. So um, I write and I I have to have quiet time. I'm just oriented like that. So at the end of the day, after Hank goes down, it's really, really healthy for me. And I don't do it all the time. But when I'm finding that I'm overwhelmed or that I need this more, Um, I just take quiet time for myself and space to be able to, to process on paper and to write things down. Um, and I find that that it just is grounding for me and it kind of reconnects me with my, myself and gives me the ability to actually think a bit clearer and to not get so wrapped up in the overwhelm of whatever I am in at the moment. That's, that's perfect. And I heard a little bit of Hank in the background, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Quiet time. (laughs) (laughs) Impossible until after 7.30. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so grateful to you for taking time um, at the tail end of your launch and Mm -hmm. on a Monday to just have some, some time to answer these questions and have a conversation. Um, We were, we were kind of joking before we hit record also that like, I've never 
seen or interacted with Teddy in real time. She sends me videos or we send voice memos, that sort of thing. So it's been such a joy to see your face um, and to uh, meet your beautiful family and uh, to be on the receiving end of your story. So thank you so much Mm -hmm. for sharing your, your heart, your creativity, your passion and your family with us. Um, it means a lot. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored that you, you asked me to do this. So thank you so much. Thank you. You take care. Okay. Bye. Take care.